she wow. stepped in. She raised me and along with her children. Uh, did, uh, I think, a pretty good job. My personal life has suffered a little bit, not even being able to appreciate the difference between right and wrong. I really want to have an impact on our boys and girls. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. I recognize this. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Law of Attraction Secrets podcast. Today on the show, we have a very special and unique human who I believe is going to be the next DA of LA. Yes, and I really have to say I, I vouch for that. But before we go there, this person has really intrigued me with their incredible way of being, the way they've manifested such a wonderful life. And they are the number one prosecutor in the biggest prosecution agency in the whole of the country in the US. So today on the show, we are bringing to your ears, John McKinney. Wow, what an introduction. <laughs> Thank you for that. Now I've got to live up to that wonderful introduction. Well, that's a great question. Because if you were to be the next DA of LA, how would you live up to that? Because we sat and had lunch the other day, and we had some really powerful people at the lunch. And I really love the way that I just felt like, yes, he's going to make this a safer place. Yeah, well, it, it starts with seeing people hearing people. The next district attorney has to be a better listener than talker. Mm -hmm. You know, politicians like to talk a lot and talk about themselves a lot. But we really need leaders who listen to people. Mm -hmm. So we know what the people need and what they want. Yes. And that we can take those things and put them into practice. Wow. Now, uh, as the top law enforcement officer, I've got to deliver uh, a community that people feel safe in. Yes. So we can move around, use our parks, go shopping, send our kids to school without having to worry that they're not safe okay. and not feel safe ourselves, even in our own homes. Mm. So that would be my top priority as district attorney. I love that. Well, I have a friend who moved to Florida. He's a quite a famous artist and he got uh, a huge, I don't know what, like um, thieves came into his house mm -hmm. and we call it burglars in the UK. Burglary, yeah. yes. So he had a huge burglary and he was so terrified he, he left after. Yeah, imagine that. Like your home is, is your sanctuary. It's the place that you return to after being out in the world. Yes. And, and you want to let your guard down and feel safe. Yeah. And then it, if that becomes the place where you don't feel safe, then where do you turn? Yeah. No, it's so true. And it, and it is sad that we don't feel that we are fully safe in a city which is so beautiful and so amazing. So I really am excited for somebody like you to come in and just, you know, take that over. But what's really interesting is you've actually come from a background of a place that was high crime. Yes, I did. And, and me running for this job is really unlikely when you consider where I started in this world. Tell us about that. Well, I was born in northeastern New Jersey in a, in a low-income community, and it, it was it was a fine community uh, for a long time. Now, unfortunately for me, I lost my mother at two years old. Sorry. 
And then my father died when I was five years old. Gosh. So I was kind of left alone in the world briefly. Who raised you? My sister. Wow. My sister is an angel on earth. She was a lot older than you? Yes. My eldest sister had three children of her own. Oh, what a blessing. Thank a, a couple God. older than me at the time. So you were, she's like your mother? Yes, for all intents and purposes. She wow. stepped in. She raised me and along with her children. Uh, did, uh, I think, a pretty good job. Wow. <laughs> and um, Gosh, that really is, with all due respect, you could have gone the other way. Easily. You could be the criminal today, easily. less the prosecutor. And that's what made me such a good prosecutor over all these years, wow. is because I had that real lived experience. Yeah. And I know how easy it is to be on one side or the other. Now, fortunately for me, I navigated the crack cocaine epidemic and what it did to our cities. I ran the gauntlet. I chose the right path. I got myself uh, through college and law school and became a prosecutor. Now, if you had asked me when I, were, when I was growing up on the streets of Passaic what I thought I'd do in the future, being a lawyer, let alone a prosecutor, would have been the last thing I would wow. have told you. So, yeah, sitting here today and running for district attorney is a long way away from where I started. Yes, it really is. But that's what we love here on the show, because it's all about those unexpected dreams, those dreams that we desire, but perhaps don't even seem possible at one right. stage in our life. I never thought I'd be a motivational speaker and podcast host. I never thought I would have a platform to give others a place to be seen, heard, loved and valued. I never thought that from the girl who was unwell and hundreds of thousands of debt living in a country across the world, that I would somehow be here. I was a single mom and I never thought there was an escape. And so... It's wonderful having a dream and then executing it. Oh, yes. It's a blessing. Yes. And, uh, and you know when it's your calling because it just happens. It, you're right. If it's something you're passionate about, and that's what I've learned over the years is to pursue your passion. Yes. Not recklessly, you yes. know, because sometimes what we're passionate about is out of our reach yeah. and we got to have some plan if we don't get there. Yes. But certainly um, that's what I've done over the course of my life. I love that. So you did the Nipsey I forgot the surname. Nipsey Hussle. Nipsey Hussle. Yeah. Nipsey Hussle case. Yes. Nipsey Hussle is a Grammy Award winning artist, but so much more to the people here in Southern California, especially L.A. He grew up on the streets of South L.A. Um, he lived his early life in the shadows of, of gang involvement and everything that comes along with that. Uh, but he pursued his passion, which led him out of that lifestyle and into a life of community, of making art. And then he tragically lost his life um, on his own property in his own neighborhood by someone he once called a friend. That is so traumatizing. There's so many times that we hear about these sorts of things. A friend of mine, uh, you know, he lost his mom. And we spoke about who this was, the family the other day, really well-known family. And she was in her own home in mm. Beverly Hills. Mm -hmm. It's just so terrifying when that sort of thing happens. And so you're able to then stand on the other side and make it right. Right, we can do better. Yeah, That's my mantra. Whatever you think of the current office holder, you know we can do better. And as long as we can say we can do better, we have an obligation to pursue that. I love and that. And that's part of the reason I'm running. We need people like you. This is <laughs> wonderful. We need this energy, this yes. wonderful person. Okay, you must be into some way the law of attraction. Have you, found methods of manifesting? Do you meditate? Do you have mindfulness breaks? Do you read any books in particular which were around this topic? Is there anything that 
connects you to the things you have manifested because look at you now from where you started. I, I've got to say, I'm so happy I got introduced to you because it has opened me up to this whole world of wow. manifesting. Wow. It's not something I've done a lot, at least not consciously. Maybe yeah. I've been doing it subconsciously. Yes. Uh, I think in some ways you have to, to advance in life. Mm -hmm. um, but speaking things out loud is very powerful. Very. And since running for DA, I've, I've thought about it. I've thought about meditating because I've been reading about how helpful that is mm. um, to a high stress kind of lifestyle. But I haven't really started yet. But now that I've discovered you, I'm sure I'm going to learn a lot. Oh, more. you are. Everybody who comes <laughs> on here ends up going into meditation afterwards or understanding more about the law of attraction. I have certain books which I live by and I love them. Napoleon Hill, one of the authors, a lot of the authors I, I read, are, you know, no longer here. Dale Carnegie. Many of these books are fascinating. I need your reading list. Then. I should send you a reading Please. list for sure, because <laughs> then you can get all these wonderful things which are relaxing for the mind, you mm -hmm. know, because we have so much educational work and so many things that particularly for you, super high stress and a lot of the things you, you do, but it's nice to switch off and go into a metaphysical, go into a place of, wow, I, you know, you have done it subconsciously. The fact you're here subconsciously, you believed that you were worthy of it That's inside right. your mind. You knew that it, LA needed a better person to make it a better place and you manifested being here you yeah. know so mm -hmm. we we manifest what we are right so I, i've got to manifest seeing myself on march 6th yep making a an acceptance speech i love that after please. a victory right yes exactly that's exactly it we say you've got to celebrate before it's happened and that way your mind your brain doesn't know whether it's a memory or an imaginary thought and so it helps to bring it to fruition faster because it sees it as a memory every wow. time so children when they're playing a game and they're using their imagination their brain doesn't know whether that's real or not it just stores it as a memory that's mm. the science behind it so it's really fascinating that we look around us in our life and we probably once dreamed it if we like it or don't like it doesn't matter we thought about this at some point mm. i find myself if i have thought about something whether it's super positive or super negative suddenly i start to see trickles of it coming to fruition so if it's negative i'm like oh my goodness i'm manifesting something terrible right now <laughs> i really don't want to see that you know i don't want to if somebody says don't step over the drain avoid going you're gonna you know the drain you're gonna go towards the drain so if somebody says positively there is a drain and you're naturally going to step around it. You're more likely to step around it. But if someone says, don't fall in the drain, you're more likely to fall in the drain. Ah, so it's really interesting, interesting how the power of our words. Now, how do we use this in the criminal justice system as part of rehabilitating people and changing the mindset of people, especially our young people? And that's a big part of why I'm running for district attorney. I really want to have an impact on our boys and girls who are about fifth grade, about 10 years old, before they get introduced to negative ideas and negative people. Wow. And this sounds like it should be part of that curriculum. I wish, my goodness, that would be fantastic if we could get that in the curriculum. This is exactly the sort of thing I'd love to teach my son. He's in second grade and we already do this at home. Mm -hmm. But imagine if this was in the schools. So what we would do with our children starting at that young age 
is to give them guided meditation with positive affirmation, to give them a gratitude journal that they must write in every day. They're still writing. They're yes. still doing literature. Right. They're still doing comprehension. They're just writing about the things that the person was grateful for in the story and therefore themselves. So they're writing wonderful things that they're grateful for. Gratitude journal would be something I would implement immediately. If we learnt the law of attraction, even take that part out, self-development, self-help mm -hmm. in school as part of the curriculum, we would be a much less criminal place. We wouldn't have as much crime. Yes, that would be a very positive impact on the culture. And a lot of what I deal with professionally in involving crime has a, a cultural element to it. And I don't mean an ethnic cultural. I don't mean it in that way. I mean just in the way people are living their lives mm, day mm, to day. Mm. We lifestyle. need improvement there. Lifestyle. Yes, yes, absolutely. No, it's so true. And I think that when you look at criminals, you probably – I don't know, so I'm more asking this – they probably haven't studied as much self-help stuff, self-development work as somebody who has. Because whenever I meet a dude and we're chatting and, you know, when I was single, I'd be dating somebody. Instantly, I can tell if they've done what I call the work on themselves mm. because they've studied certain texts, certain old literature, mm -hmm. certain biblical books, not necessarily the Bible, but any other text. They have read about self-help and they know a certain level of spirituality. Mm -hmm. That's the sort of person I'm more interested in dating rather than somebody who has absolutely no idea and is, you know, very ego-led mm -hmm. in their world. <clears throat> Everything is right. Yes. But actually, that's not somebody who's healed. Right, right. And that, that phrase, putting in the work yes. or doing the work yes. is or a phrase that we often use with people who are in our jails and prisons. Wow. A lot of them are there uh, to be punished, but yeah. but a Part of it is to be rehabilitated. Wow. And that requires them to put in the work on themselves, yes. to gain insight into yes. what it was that caused them to be there in the first place. Yes. And I guess we could say manifest seeing themselves in the world as a different person from the one they were when they went in. Very interesting. See how this this, is, wow. this works. This wow, works from, uh, it does. It, it does. It works. I should come <laughs> in and talk in like the jails or something. You'll go and talk somewhere. Oh, absolutely. I would. Should. I would love to. We can go and help people to see that there is another side. Right. And we got to get change. you in our schools. Yes, I would love that. I would love that. Help build self esteem and yes. self confidence in our young people, yes. especially our boys. And if I dare say our African-American boys and Latino boys need it the most. I am so happy to go into the schools and start talking on a level to them. So I'm a mom, so I get it, where I can just talk to them and be like, right, listen. And someone's going to be playing at the back and not not distracted, but I guarantee when they hear me speak, <laughs> in my big motivational yes. <laughs> voice, they're going to turn and go, oh, yes. what? And right. they drop their TikTok on their phone and listen. And she, I know how to talk to children. I know how to talk to adults who don't want to focus. I know mm -hmm. how to talk to people who want to see a different side. The people that I get through to the most are those who start off with, no, this doesn't work for me. And then they listen and they go, wow, mm -hmm. perhaps this could work for me. Right. Well, I, I was never skeptical. 
but I didn't that, know how it worked or even what yes. it was. But I've been watching some of your videos oh, since I knew I was coming on the show. Oh, wonderful. And uh, it's something that I'm going to incorporate into yes. my daily viewing. I love that. Well, when I posted the photo of us, I had so many really positive responses of us at the lunch and, and saying good luck and he's wonderful and really great, oh, great. things, which really, and they were from uh, Los Angeles as well or moved here, moving here. And it was lovely to see such a great response for awesome. you, which made me feel even more wonderful. Like this is somebody really great. Let's hope that he can get to this position, which I believe you will. Can you imagine a life where you effortlessly magnetize your dreams to you? Financial success, the love of your life, the family of your dreams and everything you've ever dreamed of at your fingertips. With my approach to manifesting, I have a practical method where you use the power of your creative words. It's called scripting. We write in the past tense in a certain way to attract all our desires to us. I've done this. I met my husband in three weeks doing this. I helped myself heal twice. I helped myself get rid of a rash on my body. I have helped myself to elevate myself and get myself out there to so many people. I've changed my bank account number. I've added two zeros onto it. I have created abundance like I could never dream of. The most beautiful homes around the world. And you can do this too, like so many of my clients are currently doing right now. The success stories speak for themselves. I want to show you how to do it. This is for somebody who is ready though. Don't even bother coming unless you are ready to transform your life. If you feel like, oh, I'm on the fence. I don't know. None of this shit really works. Then baby, it doesn't work. It doesn't work for you. This works for somebody who says, I'm ready. I'm ready to try something else. Try using the power of my words. I want to learn in a curriculum. I want to be in a group with other like-minded individuals and I want to win. This is for entrepreneurs who are ready to go to the next level or maybe get out of corporate America and go to the entrepreneurship world. If you're ready, come and join us inside the Scripting Society and I'll see you there. So what are some of your aspirations in your life? Where do you want to, I, without going into too much detail, but you know, something that you like to share, like whether it's a hobby that you like to do or something that you would love to do one day? Yeah, well, um, you know, I'm 55 years You're old. You're not. I am. Okay, I'm not actually joking. I've been <laughs> sitting here going, how old is he? Because I thought you were like, but I, with being the number one prosecutor, I it takes thought, a little time. Takes time, but you don't look a day older than like thirty-five. Oh, you're being too generous. You're not fifty-five. I'm fifty-five wow. years old. So you're like the perfect political age. If you asked me at twenty, what will your life be like at thirty? I would have told you, oh, I'm gonna be married. I'm gonna have at least two kids. And uh, somehow I got to fifty-five. Never been married. No children. So I guess that's still a possibility of something that I would like to see happen. Maybe not the children so much would be a marriage. No, but I think that's wonderful. A man can have children at any age. And, you know, you're a wonderful human. And whoever you marry will be a very lucky lady. And Thank you. you'll have a beautiful Thank family. I actually help people all the time manifest <laughs> love. They come on the show and I'm like, oh, my goodness. And then they have happy marriages and somebody's pregnant from that. And, you know, lovely stories. So we always like to hear positive things like that, which is wonderful. But I, that really shows actually something in you that you really have dedicated your life to what you believe in. Well, that's true. I think um, I put so much time into my professional life yes. that my personal life has suffered a little bit. And being a prosecutor and prosecuting as many murder cases as, as I've Gosh. done, 
uh, takes a toll and it's very disruptive to any kind of normal social life. I can imagine. Well, good for you that you really have dedicated so much of your time to making the world a better place. Thank you. Now, there was a story you told me before we went on, the vampire the case. Vampire. Can we talk about that yes, for a minute? That's it. so great. My audience will love this because vampires <laughs> are just such an unspoken topic. I know. You know, I'm pretty sure I'm the only prosecutor in the history of the 170 years of the district attorney's office Gosh. to ever call a vampire expert to the stand to testify in a murder case. I had a murder case a few years back where a couple, a married couple, came to L.A. from Pennsylvania. Right. Transylvania, Pennsylvania. Um, and they met a man who was a good Samaritan. He was trying to help them out because they were a little down and out. They end up killing him in a pretty brutal way. It was a dismemberment case. So when his body was found, it wasn't all put together. And there were some weird markings on the body. There was a water bottle found in the room with both the victim's blood and one of the defendant's DNA on the rim of the bottle. So that, there were just some weird things. This wasn't just a robbery, you know, or just a murder. So I thought, Look, I'm a lifelong prosecutor. When I look at this crime scene, I just see a gruesome crime scene. Yeah. But there might be somebody out there who looks at this crime scene and goes, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. I recognize this. I can tell you what some of these things mean that the average person wouldn't understand. Wow. So I reached out and found a woman who was an expert in ritualistic killings, including uh, knowledgeable about vampire culture. Whoa. And she came in and she looked at the crime scene photos and gave her interpretation of what it could mean. She testified in front of the jury and the defendants were ultimately convicted and sentenced to prison. So it was a ritualistic murder? Yes. Gosh, yes. but what what did they say was the reason why they did it? Did they plead guilty? No. One, one pled guilty. There was a male and a female. The yeah. female pled guilty but never went on to elaborate about how or why they did it. The male went to trial. So we had a trial. And at trial, we found some people who knew them in Pennsylvania, Unre people unrelated to each other, but both, whom, both of whom had relationships with them. Those individuals testified. And one said, yeah, you know, they, they were really weird. They used to talk about wanting to have sex in other people's blood. The other one said, oh, yeah, they used to talk about like if you drink human blood, it, it transfers the essence or power from one individual to another. And some of this was consistent with this vampire culture that is real and really exists. Now, it's not a culture of people committing murder. Yeah. But it is a culture that involves blood and the belief that blood carries power. I'm, I mean, well, we've the whole case right now, the Epstein case, is uh, you know probably not a topic that you, you I don't know the, the, what we can speak about. But my God, that is all over the internet, as in social media is how mm -hmm. I found out about it. Less the news; it was just it's everywhere on social media. Right. It's all about the drinking of the the baby's blood, which literally made me want to heave the first time Ooh. I heard it. And it's, I just, it's so sad that people get to that place. But the main thing is that they're prosecuted when anything of right. this weird nature goes on. Yeah, we, we started to show off talking about people feeling safe. Yes. Uh, and sometimes we forget that because most of us are relatively normal, we forget that there's real evil in this world. Yes. And, you know, I wouldn't say that it's common, yeah. but it's not rare either. No. And it's it's lurking out there. So it's important to have people in law enforcement 
both on the law enforcement officer side and prosecution side that are watching over us and making sure that we're safe. Absolutely. Well, that's what makes me and my son feel safe is somebody like you. Thank you. Having those sorts of decisions where, and imagine if the power was in somebody like yours's hands. That's what's so important. Mm -hmm. You know, you've got enough life experience to know wrong from right. And I love the fact that you can put something like what I teach into the schools. You have, you know, you have the ability. And I think it's so important for me to go and help others and show other teachers and practitioners how they can go into schools and teach the children from a young age a better mindset, mm -hmm. a positive mindset yes. that therefore will stop and reduce the crime that happens when intoxication happens later on when they're out and their environment starts to change and people start to, they'll know no if i go down that path i'm going to manifest evil i'm going to manifest something i don't want in my life whereas if i focus on the good you know i'm i was like say i really am by the book like i really love to make sure everything's by the book because i'm terrified of the bad things mm -hmm. you know and i don't want to ever be in those so i really focus on the positive and manifesting the positive and manifesting a good life and being a good person and i think having that fear because of the powers I understand in the world, the law of polarity, something so amazing, there's the opposite, something terrible. So understanding just basic laws of the universe, gravity and, and such others, metaphysics really is what we're talking about and quantum physics here. You know, understanding that on such a high level enables me to have my beliefs that I do and behave as a good person. Yes, yes. And, and when you talked about introducing these concepts to young people and adults as well. Yes. Uh, the real payoff is when they understand it and then they start teaching it to their peers. Oh, wonderful. Right? So you you may go into a classroom once or twice and then they start doing that themselves yes. and it expands yes. exponentially. Absolutely. And it all starts there. It all starts with our children. It all starts with the future generations, yes. you know, and giving them something good to look forward to, giving them something good to focus on and allowing them to feel safer. You know, and that's what I guess the work that you're going to do, which will be fantastic. Absolutely. Have you done any prosecutions around the shootings in L.A.? That's a, a subject which is just, uh, you know, the shootings in the schools. Right. Well, most of my my murder cases have involved guns. Mm -hmm. And if there's one plague on Los Angeles County, it's the number of guns that are in people's homes. And I'm not talking about lawfully possessed for mm -hmm. personal security. I'm talking about the illegal guns. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people driving around our streets have guns in the car. And, and the danger is that any loss of uh, composure any argument, any road rage could turn into a shooting. Well, I know that's why I'm so terrified. Like, I never had road rage anyway, but if I'm with someone and they have road rage, I'm like, don't, because yes. they might pull out a gun. Yes. Yeah, it's no. very difficult for men to feel slighted and not react. I know. Yeah. I know it is for me, but I tell all of my friends, it's not worth it. No. You never know who that other person is and what they have under the seat of their car. Just let it go. I have a question which is quite random, but it was on my mind. So if somebody does a shooting in a school, how do you prosecute if they're potentially mentally unwell, diagnosed as that? And how do you know, you know, what, which way to go with it? Right. So we, ha we have very specific laws that deal with mental illness. Right. Um, at one extreme, if a person is, quote unquote, mentally insane right. when they commit a crime, then they're not legally responsible for the crime at all. 
in that situation, we would look to get the person under a conservatorship and into a mental, a secure mental facility, at least until if they're ever able to be made well. What happens if they were made well in a year? Would they be allowed back on the street? Well, I think it's unlikely that someone who does something that extreme will get well in a year. Right. But, um, you know, they could at least petition to try to get out. Right. I've never handled a case like that. Yeah. So, uh, and I've Just, never heard of someone who was committed for murder and got out in a year. But theoretically, that person would be entitled to pursue a release, I, I suppose. Interesting. So if they're mentally... <clears throat> because remember, mentally. insanity mm. isn't just what we consider normal mental illness. Yeah. It's extremely developmentally yeah. disabled to the point right. of not even being able to appreciate the difference between right and wrong. Wow. Wow. So when we see people in the streets who are completely not with it, and, you know, they walk around in the middle of the road with traffic flying by mm -hmm. and they are singing or not just singing. They're just shouting at people. They're completely on that spectrum, I guess. Yes. They're yes. And that's one of the things that I look for in evaluating a case uh, is whether or not a person's behavior is only, you know, quote unquote, I hate the word crazy, but um not normal or yes. abnormal yes. in terms of putting other people at risk, mm -hmm. or is it also abnormal in terms of putting themselves at risk? Don't they pretend ever that they're like completely mentally insane? Off, oftentimes, yeah. So how oh. do you know? Well, we we um, have the benefit of doctors yeah. who examine them and yeah. put them through all kinds of cognitive tests. We also look at their history. If they started to show a real history of, of being developmentally disabled uh, at an early age, which will usually show up in school records, nursing records, and things like that. Um, so there are a lot of things that you can look for to mm. know whether you're dealing with a legitimate case or somebody who's just using it as an, an excuse. Wow. Gosh, it's so interesting. And do you, when, with a lot of your cases, I guess this is a very vague question, but do most of them plead guilty or not guilty? With the cases that I've handled, which are murder cases, there's really no incentive for someone to plead guilty because the punishment is going to be pretty severe. But overall, in our criminal justice system, I think about 90 percent of our cases are resolved by agreement. Really? Or a plea bargain. 10 mm. percent end up going to trial. And trial is where they end up going to jail? Trial is when they have uh, we have a jury trial. So members of the community will come yeah. in and sit in the jury box and listen to the testimony. And then they decide whether the evidence is sufficient enough to prove somebody's guilt. So they'll either be found guilty or not guilty. If they're found guilty, then they get sentenced, which could include jail time. Wow. So interesting how it works. I'm, uh, it's so fascinating. So do, when you prosecute, is it only murder related or is it anything related? In my career, I've been doing mostly murder cases. Gosh. I, I've done, um, I started off doing a fair amount of sexual assault cases, child and adult. From there, I kind of graduated into doing murder cases, mostly gang-related murders. I was in a unit called the Hardcore Gang Division. We have so many gangs in Los Angeles yeah. County, and they're so violent Oof. that we have a special unit that just prosecutes those crimes. My goodness. Yeah. Wow. And, and then from there, I went to Major Crimes, which is our highest prosecuting a platform in the DA's office where I continue to do complex murder cases. Gosh, fascinating. Now, your your average DA could have a completely different career. 
Right. Oh, really? Yeah. Some people just stay in sex crimes or family violence or some people only want to prosecute low level misdemeanor crimes because they don't want the stress of the bigger, more serious crimes. So yes. every career is different. This kind of reminds me of billions. <laughs> Speaking to you, it's like a real life billions. It's so interesting. Oh, my goodness. I could speak to you for hours. But honestly, thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you, thank Natasha, you for, for having me. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your wisdom, your knowledge, and really showing everyone your power and your superpower. You are definitely a superhuman, and I look forward to having you hopefully, as the DA of Los Angeles. All right. Let's speak it into existence. Yes, speak it into existence. <laughs> thank you so much. If you guys want you. to join in, there's some links below. And thank you so much. Please share your favorite clips from today. On Instagram, you can tag John McKinney. The link is below. Thank you for coming. Thank you.